Hello, and welcome to another edition of Clock Talk with Dr. Greg Brandon. Today, we're going to talk about hormones and cardiovascular health. Fantastic. Are you ready? I hope so. I got a heart still beating, so we'll keep it going, man. All right, here we go. Um, we're going to go over testosterone, estrogen, and progesterone, and how that partakes into the cardiovascular system. And I got to—I put all my notes here because I start talking so fast. I want to go through some of these studies here, but let's let's look at that at the embryological level. These hormones are necessary for these cells to even develop and grow. So when you're talking about disease processes, it's not adding these hormones to like fix a problem. These hormones are there to make the, the structure, the function, the structure optimal from the very beginning. The disease process is when that balance, that homeostasis is messed up. So that's why it's important to understand this is not like a, a drug or a pill to make something better that's breaking down. This is, in my mind, the optimal prevention. The optimal prevention of these cells grew in this environment, this biochemical milieu. So if we can keep that milieu at the, at the youthful chemistry, that's where benefits are. And there's so many studies out there, Jim. So let, let's go over this thing. First off, this is a great paper by a guy named Islam in 2022. The study shows testosterone is an important human hormone. That's crucial. We don't use the word male hormone or female hormone. I have estrogen. I have testosterone. Our women patients have estrogen and testosterone. Different ratios, okay? And also very important to understand these ranges are ranges. They're not limits. That's really important. It's not like diabetes where you're looking at blood sugar values. So what does testosterone do? The benefits of cardiovascular system. It actually increases arterial dil dilatation, which increases blood flow. Uh, Dr. Khan showed that in 2021 that testosterone actually slows down and maybe even reverses called the formation of athoma, the, the actual atherosclerosis uh, nidus. Um, the, a huge thing is there showed a, a study in one year, insulin sensitivity decreases by 16% in one year. So that means diabetes is fought because of testosterone. Um, another big thing is it actually has shown that it gets rid of visceral fat. Testosterone slows down the the production of fat and adiocytes, adipocytes, and it actually speeds up the dissolving of liposis. So these are benefits in both men and women. The overall thing also is the lower the testosterone, this is important, testosterone converts to estradiol. The lower the estrogen, testosterone is, the lower the estrogen is. Let's look at a chart we have here on this. This is more, more graphic on this. This shows everything we're just talking about. Testosterone is the chemical in the middle, how it affects obesity diabetes, inflammation, atherosclerosis, the actual timing of the heartbeats, vasodilatation and thrombosis. So what happened is when the balance is beautiful, and we'll go over the pathophysiology later, but when the balance of these, of these cells are perfect, these things don't occur. So when the testosterone levels are in optimal numbers, these things can reverse. That's the whole goal behind those. But there was a great paper by, uh, the bottom line is long-term studies shown testosterone therapy in men and women Decrease overall mortality, decrease cardiovascular disease, and in and in women and men, in some studies in women, decrease breast cancer, and in men, decrease prostate cancer. Okay, so let me hold off for a second. Let's look at this slide real yeah, quick. Love it. slide. So we obviously know about diabetes. We talked about that before, obesity, inflammation in general. But why don't you walk the audience through vasodilation and thrombosis? Those are the two things in the QTC interval. Uh, some of those things we've never heard about before. We're going to get to that and have the pathophysiology, but let's just jump into it now. The endothelium is a one single cell thick lining on the inside of your blood vessels. Okay, it's actually the largest organ in the body because it actually has, neuro, it has 
nervous system and inner system of functions. That's where the rubber meets the road. And you want that blood, you want that blood within that tube to be frictionless, just to be frictionless, to go through there. You want to make sure it's smooth and the cells there will call the liver to bring cholesterol, call the products to go. But what happens if that's not smooth, then what happens is when the endothelial lining is damaged, the endothelial lining is a cell. And the cell membrane, if you look like a picture of a ladder in your head, you have the, the, the rungs on the outside. That's, that's the structure it loves that's called hydrophilic, that loves water. The fat is in the middle. And that's beautiful because when fat sees oxygen, that causes these things called oxidative, uh, oxidative stress. So when that happens is the endothelial lining breaks open. Now these fat particles see oxygen become oxidized. That gives you an extra electron. That is the in, that's the in beginning of inflammation, okay? It's also the beginning of blood clot formation. Our blood is forming, is dissolving and clotting every millisecond. That is because when you get damaged, it comes in, clots, dissolves. The problem is when the clot starts, it does not dissolve. And the, the, the bottom line is that's what's happened to the endothelial lining. We'll get more detail in a moment, but that's called, when that's messed up, that's called endothelial dysfunction, which leads to the atherosclerosis, the inflammation of that. One of the theories, is, Jim, is that when the cell gets damaged, it actually, the, the cell membranes get out of virtually only primarily cholesterol. So when the cell gets damaged, it actually calls the liver and tells the liver, hey, send us some more cholesterol in the LDL form to go in there and patch it. And the cholesterol actually brings another molecule called sulfur to it. And sulfur is what keeps the smooth actually frictionless. So that's in that particular case. Okay. So then if you have normal testosterone levels, a lot of that doesn't occur. Yeah. Is that and, what you're saying? Occur. Studies really clear shown even can reverse even reverse. You know, there's a great paper here showing that um, actually, uh, remember, estrogen forms the uh, testosterone forms the estrogen. And this is in women, when estrogen levels are optimal, it actually decreases cardiovascular disease 50% better than statins. Just getting, the, just getting your hormones balanced. So that's what we do. So this is, but it's important to see that every one of these cells. The testosterone is necessary for the formation of the cells, the proper function of the cells. When you see these disease processes, that's because it's they're out of balance. And obviously, we don't see a lot of this unless there's trauma to the body in younger people yeah. because their hormone levels are higher and balanced. They, they were. This generation is getting more bombarded. We talked before many of the slides. Right. So their answer, they're starting off that generation. Travis did a paper, look, the last five decades, that this generation started off at a much lower value than our generation. And we started lower than the one before that. All right. So risk factors. Oh, risk factors are great. So let's tie, let's tie together for, with estrogen first. So now remember, testosterone converts to estrogen. In the brain, it thinks that testosterone is the pro-hormone for the estrogen to actually do its function. We look at data. In women over the age of 40, uh, uh, people, uh, women die of heart attack four times higher than breast cancer. It's the number one cause of death. 53% chance women dies of heart attack. Breast cancer is one in six times 0 .01, 0 0.03. So the, the biggest thing is the cardiovascular is, again, that the, the, uh, the dysfunction in the, in the uh, cardiovascular system is because of the lack of hormones, not too hormones, too much hormones. Now, synthetic hormones play a different role than bioidentical. I'm leaning just on bioidentical, the structure that our body made from the very beginning. So, so it's also shown that 
what an estrogen does is causes vasodilatation again. It causes vasomotation, uh, so there's constriction and dilatation at the proper rate. It actually has shown that it increases cardiac blood flow, and both estrogen and testosterone do this major thing is they decrease inflammation at the endothelial lining. Uh, risk factors you talked about, things that mess the system up, obesity, diabetes, smoking, alcohol. Um, they're associated with everything is associated, again, with inflammation at the endothelial lining. Let's look at the estrogen one. So this is the benefits what estrogen does at the, with the rubber meets the at the capillaries, at the smallest part of the artery, what it does, it shows it decreases the proliferation of this level that actually makes the lining stay thin. The big thing with the infield lining is this, Jim, is the most important molecule it makes is called nitrous oxide. Nitrous oxide causes vasodilatation. So when it's higher, it's more vasodilatory. When it's decreased, it constricts. And there's a balance to that. You don't always want to dilate it. You don't always want to constrict it. That's your blood pressure. Um, inflammation, again, you have these cells called cytokines. When damage occurs, acute inflammation is life-saving. Chronic inflammation is disease processing. So what you want to have is that that when that inflammation occurs, the right cytokines, maybe we've heard of those, that phrase recently, comes in, cleans everything out, and the other cytokines come in that balance it out, called the anti-inflammatory ones. But again, I can't stress that this has happened every millisecond when the line, when the hormones are balanced, is when the out of balance is these diseases process when you see it at a later date. So not to go into the COVID world, but we had these cytokine storms that I think the body was trying to heal itself at that point in time, but it it got what overrun or didn't. Well, there, there, there's a part of the immune system uh, the, called the dendritic cells that are like picture uh, Harris nuclear plant down the street. You have this big cement steel dome over this nuclear explosion going on at every moment, right? So you want the explosion to occur for energy. That's what your immune system is doing, but you don't want to spread. That's what the dendritic cells do. They, they cover that. And then one that initiates that is vitamin D, another steroid. So vitamin D protects that. So those in the cytokine storm with the, the mass uh, COVID aspect of this uh, via the vaccine or non-vaccine, but that cytokine storm was those with low vitamin D had a higher mortality rate. Okay. So um, just from a granular level, how – so you have this, uh, this endothelial dysfunction. Um, Specifically, how do hormones? I know we talked a lot about balance before and, and getting, um, you know, the body back into uh, you know a good state. But in particular, when you're you receive testosterone treatment, for example, um, walk us through like the one month, the two month, the three month. How how much time, for example, would will it take to be able to potentially correct? Well, beautiful. Some of these. The one for diabetes, you've been showed about a one year, 16% for, for, for uh, actually reverse of insulin sensitivity. But show the next path, just shows the path of physiology. So this is how the endothelial looks. So you talk about these things. When you look up at the picture, that's a, a atheroma, a, a atherosclerosis nidus. So that takes years to go. So it's not going to tomorrow. The goal is to stop the process as fast as you can. So again, in a, in a hyperinflammatory state, it's going to continue. So, so testosterone, pretty immediately, there's two receptor sites for estrogen, testosterone, progesterone. They're, they're surface ones, and then they're in the DNA, the nuclear ones. The surface ones are more in the brain um, 
instant contact, instant response, okay? That's why you get moods and things are better. But to actually get in there and make the proteins to do the structure takes weeks. So we're talking a process of, of weeks to months, right? It's not tomorrow. But the most important thing is to stop the damage. That's why the risk factors that you could control, exercising, intermittent fasting, high-fat diet, high-protein diet, low-carbohydrate diet, get, the, get those insults gone, will help stopping the inflammation. Then it's repair time. And you want the repair time to be, be get quick and, and get it, stop it so that the repair can go process so that the cells regenerate. We regenerate cells all the time. Endothelial lining is regenerated all the time. Um, people will get chemotherapy. They have problems with diarrhea because that lining dies off fast and then regenerates. So that's the idea of it. It's a fast regenerating cell. So the key is... We don't get overweight or get sick instantaneously, except for acute blood clots. We're talking about a different process here. But these are chronic disease. We have chronic inflammation. The problem is, I read this, we had one of these quotes on one of our TikToks. If you eat this standard American diet, you can have the standard American diseases. That's the problem, Jim. We water around from a, of, of a diet of, of, high carbo, of high fat, high protein that is anti-inflammatory and became a inflammatory diet. So your body's constantly having this. We have markers. One's called high sensitivity C-reactive protein, which shows the inflammatory markers. Uh, you have these interleukins 1, interleukin 6. Um, you have the uh, interleukin 10, which is the anti-inflammatory. All these things we can mark. But to me, Jim, it's, it's what's the root cause of all of this? And that's where the root cause of it is inflammation. So Dr. Mark Houston, brilliant man at St. Thomas in, in, in uh, and a mentor of mine in Nashville, he has a great book saying that atherosclerosis is an inflammatory disease. So that's why inflammation is our target, not the end result of the atherosclerosis. Is there any way you can uh, speed up the repair through other supplements? Uh, yes. Uh, there's been studies that show vitamin D3 with K2. K affects uh, calcium metabolism. Calcium is a, again, free electrons or an extra electron. And they need another electron so they can pair up. All electrons are in pairs. So you have these negative charged molecules and you have these positive charged molecules. One positive charged molecule is calcium. So it's looking to match up. So that's why, again, it's not the cause of atherosclerosis. It's, again, a response to these free radicals sitting there, and it just binds that. So if you actually control your parathyroid with calcium D3 with K2, you can actually – you can actually reverse the amount of calcium in your – and there's a thing called the calcium score test. You could actually do that. You actually see scores go backwards. Really? Yes. And that calcium score just measures the calcium in your bloodstream? Yeah, it just looks at the, – the CAT scan will pick up the calcium in your artery blood flow, and you actually get a score. And um, the key thing is is the scores is, is, is important, but it's also what arteries are affected. You don't want the widow maker. It depends where it is and how it's scattered up there. But again, there's been studies to show a higher-fat diet – Balance your hormones can reverse this. But one of the biggest things, Jim, is it's not taking hormones. It's interfasting exercise. These are physical things we could do to increase this thing called AMPK to actually help tear things down. And then this thing called mTOR, which will build at the proper time. Homostasis is clear, but hormones are the crux of all of that. Fascinating stuff as always. I appreciate that. I can't recommend you go get hormones, but look into it. Clock Talk with Dr. Greg Brennan.